Over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks Radio Network. Here's Joe Brand. Well, the Blackhawks pick up a much-needed point, ending a three-game skid with zero points, but they do fall in the shootout as the Nashville Predators pick up their second win against the Hawks this year. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 11 o'clock tonight as the Hawks fall to the Nashville Predators 4-3 to at the United Center to kick off this four-game homestand. Our pals Troy Murray and John Weideman, when they're not referencing what about Bob quotes, are breaking down the game between the Hawks and the Predators, and we're going to head on up to the seventh floor and bring in our pal Troy Murray, who was on the call with John Weideman. And no, we're not sailors sailing, Troy. We're, we're here to talk about this hockey game. That's another what about Bob quote, if, if you guys weren't sure. Um, I was not. <laughs> it's it's a great movie. We're going to have to watch it as as a group at some point to uh, to, to further our, our quotes and our references. Yeah, when we get a day off, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> that's exactly what you want to do, isn't it? <laughs> I'll bring the popcorn. Uh, John can bring the snacks. All right. Um, <laughs> so, Troy, this, this was... Focus, Joe. Yeah, right, right. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. This wasn't a perfect game, but... The Hawks kept themselves in it. And again, it was that hardworking third line that created three goals. It just showed how much different this team can play when they're able to manufacture offense. And if it's almost like if if this is what they're missing each and every game, this season looks a whole lot different because they're in a lot more of these games. They They provided it tonight. It wasn't enough, but they did provide it, and they made it interesting for the full even more than 60 minutes. I, I thought that, you know, again, the effort is there. The, the execution is where they're, they're lacking right now. And when you see guys like Felino Dickinson, Joey Anderson, I, I thought that, uh, you know, the fourth line was good. I, I thought they all worked hard. They, you know, they had, they had their share of chances in this game. They just weren't able to get anything going. And Nashville finds a way to, to win it in overtime. But the effort is there. It's just the execution. And... You know, and I, again, I, I take these numbers when you look at the stat sheet with a, a little bit of a grain of salt. Giveaways in this game, nine for the Nashville Predators, only nine for the Blackhawks, 23. Now, I know that they turned some pucks over there, but different people take different notes um, in the stats category. And there's a couple other things that don't quite line up that you and I were, were talking about during the broadcast. But there is an indication there that your that your your execution, your your tape to tape passes, getting it out of the zone, is is not where it needs to be. And we saw some good examples of that, especially early on in this game, where the Blackhawks had puck possession, and it's the first puck possession that's really critical because if you turn it over, you don't get it out, and then that leads to some fatigue, and then you run into problems, and now you're not quite as sharp, and now you got to get a line change. There's so many things that kind of factor in that first play. And if it's not good, it runs into some other bigger issues. So Blackhawks need to clean up their execution, but the work ethic is there. Um, they're not going to be happy. They're not going to be satisfied. This is one where you're coming home to the United Center, the first of four games, and you'd like better results than what they got. This was a big game for Lucas Reichel. How would you assess his play today? Overall, okay. Yeah. I, I, I think that you know he, he tried to do some some simplifying to his game 
that you could see because you're not going to make fancy plays with Donato and Entwistle. You, you want to get pucks in deep and you want to go forecheck and you want to create the opportunities that way. Um, I, I thought that he looked a little bit uncomfortable carrying the puck at, at certain times. Just didn't make some of the right decisions. But I, I think that if we're talking about what about Bob, baby steps for him getting back <laughs> into the lineup, it, it, it's important. And even though he didn't create too many scoring opportunities, I thought he crashed the net a couple of times that he need to. He was, you know, he was in on the forecheck. Not that he was a big hitter, but he made contact a couple of times, which I think is important for him to make sure that that he's doing that. Only one shot on goal in 12 and a half minutes and a minus one. So, you know, the overall numbers don't look great, but he's got to have something to build on here. And, and without worrying about trying to score goals, he can work on continuing to get better. Yeah, I thought he had a play in the third period. It was at the beginning of the period where he just kind of shimmied his way to the front of the net. Um, that, To me, that's that's what you want to see from him. You want to see him trying to create that offense, having that confidence to do that. Um, also, in, in overtime, he had the puck. He kind of got pushed off the puck. I forget who it was of the Nashville Predators that just kind of yeah, struck the Yeah, it was right in front of the benches there, and, and, yeah. and that's, a, that's a 50-50 puck battle that he's got to win, and, and you know, it gives possession right away to Nashville, and in overtime, you don't want that to happen, and those are some of the things that Luke Richardson wants him to improve on. The, 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 you know, he's never going to play a heavy game, but he's got to be heavier on the stick. He's got to be stronger, and he's got to win some of those battles, and, and you know, find a way to strengthen up that game and and change it from a light game to at least a medium game where those type of plays don't happen because he's got to have that competitive, that that fire inside that he's going to win those puck battles no matter what. Well, pardon my ignorance here, Troy, but so how do you do do that? I know you kind of got into it, but is it positioning and then is it just like being aware that, okay, someone that's a little bit bigger than me that that can easily take the puck from me here is probably going to do that, so I need to just kind of toughen up here, get in the right position, and, and just totally protect the puck? Is, is that kind of what it entails? Well, I, I'm, I'm just looking uh, on the, 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 the Sox or the, uh, the Blackhawks uh, sheet that I have here in front of me, and, and Cole Gutman is a good example. He's 5'9", 165 pounds, but he's tenacious on the puck. He, he wins those battles. He's, he's competitive. He's not going to give up on it. He's tenacious, and, that, and that's something that you want to see creep into Reichel's game. Once he gets that confidence, then he can be the, the you know, the, the flash, the flare, the skill um, on top of that base level that you, that you want to see. And, and you know, Gutman, I, I think, is a, is a real good example. He's not a big guy, but he, yeah. he competes. And you, you need to have that. You need to see that in his game. And, you know, you don't see Cole Gutman lose those type of battles that you're, you're the one that you're talking about there. Uh, with Lucas Reichel, he wins the majority of those puck battles, and that's why he's here because, you know, he's, he's not here because he's a big body and he's going to be a physical guy, but it, you you want that competitiveness to, to come out in, in your play, and that's what Cole Gutman brings. Even with the shootout loss tonight, some positives to take and move into the next game against Anaheim. I just feel like this, even though it was a loss, even though there's still things that were breaking down negatively, there's there's some sort of traction that this team can gain on this homestand and move into the game against the Anaheim Ducks because that's that's uh, they're still physical, but it's a less physical team. It's right. It's it's younger. It's quicker. And and who knows? Maybe that type of competition will work in the Hawks' favor. 
Well, we'll, we'll see when it, uh, you know, when the Ducks come here on Thursday night. They're in Colorado tonight, so they've got a little bit of travel, but they have the day off in between. And for the Blackhawks, you didn't lose in regulation, and so you picked up at least a point here. And if you look at the big picture, um, they've still got an opportunity to go 3-0-1 on home ice in their four games. So, you know, that's the big picture. The little picture is you still got to find a way to finish off these games, and whether it's the one opportunity that you're hoping for, that you're looking for in the third period or, or in overtime. They had some good looks in overtime, just not able to, to score the goal that they were looking for. But I, I think there is some some building blocks here in this game that uh, you have to work on here. You're not going to be worrying about travel. You've got three games and four nights coming up here with Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, so, you know, you're not going to get a whole lot of practice time, but they'll be able to work on a few things, and they'll be able to settle down and use their video equipment here and, and be able to work uh, some of the, the the kinks out of what they need to do better and, and, and show the fact that, you know, when you have that first puck possession in your own end of the ice, how important it is for that to get out. All right, so the Hawks are off tomorrow. Well, it'll be a practice day tomorrow. Anaheim Ducks come to town on Thursday. So when do you want to squeeze in this movie night? Uh, does Wednesday work or, or is Friday better? Should we wait until after the homestand? Well, let's just put it off until after the homestand, and we'll, oh. we'll we'll rethink this. Okay, are, are you sure? I mean, because I I got a I got a ton of time Wednesday and Friday if you want to make this work, but um, uh, no, not okay. Just, yeah, <laughs> all right, I I can take but a the, hint. But no, there, there's an opportunity way down the road um, at at some point. That, we'll we'll leave we'll leave the window open and uh, address it later. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so I, I, I know can, so I can escape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know corporate speak. So I can, so I can climb out it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have we'll have my people talk to your people. We'll fi- we'll figure something out down the road. Don't don't worry. We'll get it on the books. Yeah. Well, how about no? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Well, but no. All right, but maybe, but maybe, but maybe, maybe a different movie. We'll figure it out. I, I'm not going to rule it out. I, I wouldn't want to do that to your spirit. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> <I'm> saying... <laughs> What movie? Yeah, what movie? I know, I know the movie. Do you know I the movie? I, no, I don't. I'm being like John. I don't know the movie when I'm asking you a question. You don't know the movie or the quote you just? Well, I guess I said what Dumb and Dumber. Quote? What, what did I say? So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> it's from Dumb and Dumber. What was all that one <laughs> that, in a million that, that applies to me and John. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going down that road. I'm but not doing that. I, I just want to be the dumb, not the dumber. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you got a 50-50 chance, so it's, it's not too bad. All right, you two. Great job as always. Fun time, unfortunately, a, a rough loss, but uh, we'll do this in a couple of nights. Sounds good, Joe, my pal. All right, All right. All right pal. That is Troy Murray. <laughs> he and John Weideman on the call tonight. Up, up at the, the, up the What's that? One You're more the best. Thing? You're the best. Oh, thank you. You're the best, too. Let's, uh, Jack, can we, can we clip that, please, on WGN Radio, make it, make it a bump, maybe make it an open a, a yeah, promo? Yeah, I, I, I did a, actually a TV hit with Pat Boyle, and I told him the same thing. Of all the people that I've worked with, you're one of them. <laughs> I know. You had your big uh, TV stint today. We, we thought you weren't going to show back up in the radio booth. We're, we're pleased that you were able to find your way back. You know what the one thing I, I was a little bit hurt by? Uh-oh. They told me to wrap it up. No. Oh, see, that'll <laughs> never happen in the radio booth. Uh, <laughs> All right, get out of here. Wrap it up. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye.
That is Troy Murray. He and John Weideman on the call. So Hawks fall to the Nashville Predators 4-3 in a shootout here at the United Center. Uh, we'll take your calls. We'll take your texts. 312-981-7200. We don't just only goof around on this show. We do talk hockey at some point. Um, so this is the fourth straight game where the Hawks don't pick up a win. I do think this game was was just very hot and cold. There were a lot of good glimpses from the Hawks tonight. There were... A lot of the same struggles, though. The power play didn't look great. The Hawks had some trouble getting it out of their zone. They had some trouble making some clean entries. Uh, they still had some trouble getting utilizing the offense as best they could. But, man, was there more structure offensively, and especially coming from that third line. And so many times we've heard Luke Richardson use that line as an example for the rest of the team, saying, you know, there, there's so many offensively skilled players on this team, yet offense is kind of the, the most frustrating aspect of it right now. Look at this third line. Look at how they're generating goals. Even though Jason Dickinson is, as, as he said earlier in the broadcast when John and Troy interviewed him in the, one of the intermissions, he's shooting the puck with the most confidence that he's had his entire life. But on top of that, he's getting to the right spots. He's He's playing with good chemistry with Nick Foligno and Joey Anderson. And Troy mentioned how they're just kind of that straight-line offense where they just come down the ice and make something happen, and maybe there's a redirect or maybe there's a rebound, but they're all there, and they're just providing this hard-working effort, and that's the consistency that this team is missing from edging over these games. The Hawks had a chance to take two points tonight. Uh, they had it had a chance in regulation, overtime, maybe not so much in the shootout, because Nashville was perfect in it. But um, this was still a winnable game, even if they didn't play their best. It is a trend in the right direction. I think you can break this game down in so many different categories, but on the offensive side, it's another example of how this team, how different the games are for this team when they're just able to get one or two more extra goals from a hard-working effort. Now imagine if some of the offensively skilled players that they have just really start clicking. We're talking about a totally different game and a totally different team feel, I think, as well. But uh, maybe they can get things going on this road trip. Again, Anaheim comes to town Thursday. The Blues are in town on Saturday, and then the Washington Capitals on Monday. So it won't be easy, but there is still an opportunity. We've got to get to a break. Again, we're taking this postgame show up to 11 o'clock. We'll take your calls. We'll take your texts, 312-981-7200. Actually, before we get to our first break, let's take a call from Devin in Payless Hills. He's our guy, and uh, he's got a question about Lucas Reichel. Go ahead, Devin. You're on WGN Radio. Hey, Joe. I thought the game was exciting today, and Lucas Reichel played a little bit better than he has been uh, previously, but I still think that he's struggling out there on the ice. Do you think that uh, he should go down to the AHL a little bit and kind of jumpstart his season, find his footage like he did last year, and maybe come up and have a much better season than he is now? Thanks for your call, Devin. That's Devin in Payless Hills. Again, 312-981-7200 if you'd like to call or text. Luke Richardson even kind of addressed this about all the different things that they're trying with Lucas Reichel. When does it get to the point where they do have to think about bringing him back down to the AHL? I, I, I think it's it's a possibility. I just don't know if it's necessary right now. Uh, I think Devin's right with the assessment. We saw some good things, but still not enough to be convinced that Lucas Reichel has figured himself out this year. And let's be face it, the Hawks. Let's face it, the Hawks have 
given him multiple opportunities to figure things out in different ways. And I, I know there was a lot of criticism at the beginning of the year when they put him at center and people were talking about stunting his growth or stunting his confidence. But I do think that Reichel's just a pretty confident guy and knows his ability and, and knows what he's able to do. Like I don't feel like his confidence took a huge hit from this healthy scratch. I didn't get that vibe this morning. Now, what you saw on the ice might tell a different story in your eyes, but again, he he worked as you-know-what off during the offseason to gear up for the responsibility upgrade and the challenge upgrade he was going to face by moving to center. He knew that was going to happen heading into this year. He worked on face-offs. He worked on strength conditioning, worked on bulking up himself. And he looked great in training camp and in the scrimmages. And for whatever reason, it didn't translate once the regular season began. The Hawks moved him around, and with each time they they adjusted him or or gave him an opportunity to kind of accelerate his game, it didn't really happen. It kind of happened on the power play. That's where his two goals are coming from. Uh, both being at the right spot at the right time. But, you know, what I worry about is moving him down to Rockford too quickly and then that really stunting his confidence or stunting his growth. Uh, at, at some point, it is upon the player. It, it can't all just be about the coaching staff, the front office, and their plans on Lucas Reichel. The player has to be held accountable for their own actions on what they do on the ice. But I, I don't think it's time to move him down to Rockford, but I'm not throwing out the idea. And I don't think the coaching staff or front office is uh, thinking too differently about that either. We've got more to get to. Again, we're taking you up to 11 o'clock. We're hoping to get some uh, reaction for the Blackhawks dressing room and from the head coach, Luke Richardson, after the Hawks fall to the Nashville Predators 4-3 in a shootout. This is the Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. Pulled off the goal line almost by Tomasino. Jones from the right corner. Put it in front of the net. Foligno shoots. He scores! What a play by Nick Foligno! Bada boom, bada bang. It's 1-0 Hawks. Foligno handling the puck from out of the corner. Moves toward the net and got away a shot. And this beats Saros. It's 1-0 Hawks. Nick Foligno is tonight's player with the most heart, which is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine. Northwestern Medicine is home to the state's leading heart and vascular program, top-ranked for 16 straight years by U.S. News and one and World Report. That was one of Nick Foligno's two goals tonight. It's his first multi-goal game since 2020. He nearly picked up his third hat-trick of his career. He did have three points tonight, and also his brother Marcus scored in tonight's game for the Minnesota Wild against the Calgary Calgary Flames. So the Felino brothers really cashing in tonight. Unfortunately, the Hawks fall in the shootout 4-3 to the Nashville Predators. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show, taking you up to 11 o'clock tonight. Uh, We'll take your calls. We'll take your texts, 312-981-7200. I wanted to get to this one text about Connor Bedard, but it looks like um, that person who texted Dawn also has a thought about Lucas Reichel. We'll start with Bedard, though. What I'm going to say, I feel very strongly about, please don't praise Connor all night. It takes many players to get the puck in. I really think that the focus slash praise always being on Connor is really weighing on some of the other players. It's not a one-man game. It takes a whole team to get that puck in the goal. He just happens to play the first line. Uh, Trust me, it'll go a long way in their confidence on and off the ice. Thank you, Don. Well, thank you for listening, Don. Thank you for the kind words as well. I don't think that, I mean, listen, this is the NHL. A lot of these players are full-grown adults. Um, Everyone is an adult, even Connor Bedard, who's 18 years old. I I don't think that type of thing 
is lingering in these guys' heads. No matter how much attention Connor Bedard gets, the message has stayed very consistent throughout the locker room with, well, he deserves it for what type of player he is and what type of person he is. And, I mean, even just covering him since training camp, you really do get it. You understand how great of a person and a personality he has. It's just because we have to go in there each and every day and talk to this kid and figure out different things to ask him, and he always does it without hesitation, without seeming too irritated. And he, he just understands that's his role. Kyle Davidson said this at the draft, that he just gets it, and, and that's totally agreeable. Now, that being said, I think it's easy for people to confuse praise with observation or praise with attention. I mean, it's, it's a very tricky area because social media these days, yes, it, it will. I mean, crazy things will happen, but also anytime Bedard says anything, it, it turns into a meme. It turns into... A post and and it gets likes and it gets attention because that's he's one of the most exciting players in the NHL right now. But I I don't think just because all that's happening doesn't mean we're not criticizing him. I think Troy Murray's been very fair on his assessment of Connor Bedard from the get go. And I'll say this: I don't know how great of a game he had tonight. He had five giveaways. I think there were a couple of circumstances where he may have just held on to the puck a little bit too long. That being said, I think he's just starting to realize that this team really needs to start scoring some goals and might take that responsibility on him a little bit too individually. That is 100% my assessment. I, I don't know if anyone else is getting that vibe. I thought he got better as this game went along. Uh, I don't think he had any shots on goal in the first period. He ended with three tonight, uh, five shots, uh, five shot attempts, six shots total. Uh, and let's face it, he had a great shootout goal. I mean, that's what he can bring every single day, no matter how his game is. He could have the worst game of his life, and he is still the one that's most likely to score a goal that night. That's that's just what it is. That's just who he is, and that's just why he's garnered all this attention. So again, I think there's a difference between praise and observation, uh, but it's it's a valid point to make. And again, if you'd like to call or text with any thoughts, 312-981-7200. Uh, Another point about Reichel from the 269 area code. You said it had been doing great. What's new on the team? Just saying, I don't... Okay, I'm sorry. I I don't... I can't decipher that one right now. Uh, Call or text with um, any other thoughts that you had. Uh, Why was Tyler Johnson the number two shooter tonight? Um, I, I think the Hawks are trying a lot of different things with the power play, trying to get anything going. Power play didn't look great today. That's another unfortunate thing because they probably had their best power play uh, of the entire season in their last game, the loss against the Minnesota Wild, even though that was one of their rougher games when they were missing a lot of pieces. But, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't criticize Luke Richardson for trying anything at all with the power play with how much it's been struggling this year. I think all options are on the table for that. I would like to see Jason Dickinson get incorporated a little bit more on that first power play unit. He's clearly got a shoot-first mentality right now. He's shooting the puck great. He's uh, always finding himself in the right spots. He's got he's got the size, um, so I, I would like to see more of Jason Dickinson on the power play, and hopefully that can get things going. And I mean, that's that's what Luke Richardson is doing right now. He's rewarding the guys that are 
contributing, that are executing the right way and are doing the right things that the team is looking for. I mean, that third line factored in on all three goals tonight, but it still unfortunately wasn't enough. And even that first period where the Hawks were up one nothing, I wasn't totally impressed with the Hawks' play, but they did a good job of salvaging that 20 minutes and coming away with a lead. Like Where this team is at right now, you can't nitpick too much, but you can celebrate what they've accomplished, even if it wasn't perfect, because this team is in a position right now where you just got to pull out the little positives and keep on rolling with it. Luke Richardson talked about it the media scrum today. The game against Minnesota on Sunday was rough, but they probably won the third period. I get it. The game's pretty much in Minnesota's hand at that point. They don't have to play that desperate. The Hawks can play a little desperate, but it doesn't matter. The Hawks won that period, so you've got to use that. You've got to use that for traction moving forward. You've got to use that to try to kickstart this team a little bit more. And unfortunately, it it didn't pay off tonight in the first home game completely. I, I think it's important that this team fought for a point. If you want to say that's grasping at straws and and justifying a loss, okay. But again, where this team is at, where this organization is at right now, here in year two of a rebuild, these are the things you have to celebrate. And it kind of equalize it's kind of equal to everything we've been preaching about what we need from this team right now, and that's a hardworking effort. When they work their butts off and get one point. Even if they don't come away with the second point, you've got to celebrate what they were able to accomplish. It's still a bit, it's still a ways to go, and uh, we'll see how they respond Thursday night against the Anaheim Ducks. I know consistency has been tough for this team. I know back-to-back efforts has been tough for this team. So maybe this can really start getting in the right direction on Thursday, their next home game again against the Ducks. We've got more to get to. Again, if you've got any thoughts, text or call us three one two. 981-7200. You can find me on Twitter at Joe underscore brand one as well. And we're hoping to get some post-game sound from the Blackhawks dressing room and Luke Richardson. Hawks fall to the Preds 4-3 to in a shootout. This is the Blackhawks post-game show, 720 WGN. Little lead pass ahead. Nyquist through center ice. Crossing the Hawk line. Gave it a Forsberg right point to the slot. O'Reilly. He fires! Blocker save made by Soderblom. Oh, and he had to scramble to do it. That's the save of the game for the Hawks right there. That one goes into the net. We're talking about a different hockey game all of a sudden. And welcome ComEd Financial Assistance Programs, now sponsoring our save of the game. That was by Arvid Sutterbloom, one of the 27 saves by Sutterbloom tonight. John Weideman with the call as the Hawks fall to the Nashville Predators. 4-3 tonight from the United Center. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 11 o'clock tonight. We do have... Reaction from the Blackhawks dressing room. Nick Felino and Seth Jones talked. We'll get to Felino in just a moment. I do want to kind of talk about Arvid Sutterbloom's game a little bit. Troy and I were talking about it in one of the intermissions. And re- just remember, and, and I know I've had some fans kind of chiming in about who have complained about the goaltending this year, but again, just remember that this is a perfect situation for the Hawks to see what they have in Arvid Sutterbloom this year as a consistent goaltender. I don't know how many times I have to say that. Um, I know how great of a start Peter Mrazek got off to, and everyone wanted to see him consistently, but the Hawks still do have a lot of high hopes with Sutterbloom, and they want to see what they have in this guy, and this is the perfect situation to get him consistent NHL time and experience and build his confidence and see what they have 
in the future because they've got a, a decent they've got decent depth in the goaltending positioning in their organization. We've talked about Drew Camesso, we've talked about Adam Guyon, uh, all guys below Sutterbloom in the pecking order at the moment. I thought his game today was good, kind of okay, good. Um, still kind of dealing with the same types of issues with rebound control. I think all three goals, yeah, all three goals in regulation were coughed up via the rebound and just uh, putting it on a platter for the Nashville Predators. Now, you do have to give credit to Nashville. They were playing their game exactly how we were kind of expecting them to. Um, they're a strong team. They they do the little things right. They get the puck in, and they just create chances. Again, I, I they outplayed the Hawks in that first period. They outshot them 11-6, but the Hawks came away with a one nothing lead. They didn't slow down in the second period, and that's why they quickly got out to a 2-1 lead, which the Hawks tied things up. I, I do think, and I could be wrong on this assessment, but the day we had Darren Pang in here talking with Troy Murray and, and just going into a deep dive of goaltending, that was a lot of fun. Um, I, I do think you might have seen a little bit better awareness of Arvid Sutterbloom, of where where he thought the shot was coming from, um, where he thought his positioning should be. I, I could be wrong. That's kind of what I glanced at. But again, the, the rebound control is still a little bit of an issue and a big reason why Nashville was able to put up three goals in that second period. Nick Felino had two goals tonight, three points total. Let's hear from the Hawks, number 17. Good spots and bad spots, right? Like uh, you saw when we had success, what we were doing. We were playing fast. We were playing north. We were quick with our decisions and moving the puck. And, and you just you, you, teams can't react. You know, we know how it feels when a team does it to us. So when we do it, it's... It's there. We just don't sustain it enough, or we have these glaring little breakdowns that that cost us, right? And it's uh, it's frustrating because we have to we have to clean that up. Like you know, we're up. I don't know what was it one nothing, and now we're down two one, and just bang bang, right? It's it's those are the, the ebbs and flows of the game where we can't can't bleed so long. You know, you get one, okay, find a way to come back and have a good shift so he doesn't come back again and bite you. And you know, today they they were able to just crawl back in the game every time and. Uh, it's too bad. It's on us to, to try to find a way here. We're, you know, we talked about it. We're we're far enough into this. We know how we have success. At the same time, you were able to bounce back. They took the lead. I mean, that the yeah. second period is just back and forth. I mean, you show these flashes every now and then. Yeah. being a team that could do that. Yeah, no, and and I'm not trying to be down on us. It's just that in order to move the needle to where we need it to, we gotta show show sustained flashes, right? right. We gotta show that we can do that the whole game, uh, and you know, even a whole period. Right now uh, is what we need, and I'm not, you know, I'm not talking down. I, I like some of our game. I like some, but we have, we have lapses in our mentality where we're we're just not as tenacious as we need to be, and that's when teams pounce, and that's when we're just a little careless with the puck. And um, but you know, like it is, it's 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 there. I think that's why you know is. It's like when your your kid acts out, you know they can behave, but they do the other thing. So, um, I guess I'm still trying to figure that one out as a parent. Um, but it's uh, you know it's, it's we're gonna work at it here. Like, listen, I know I speak like that, but it's it's not. It's just because you you know you, you have it in here and you care a lot about this group and 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 every guy in here wants to do well. You know, I think that's the hard part is we're not getting the result. And yeah, we can look at it. Hey, we got a point tonight, but you know there's you don't want to let these ones slip away when you have a chance to be in this game. Nick Foligno continues to tell it how it is. Uh, I like the term sustained flashes. That's what this team is looking for right now because there were flashes in this game. There just weren't sustained flashes. And Nick Foligno also says that teams pounce on the Hawks when they're just a little careless with the puck. This team is 
in in such a a dire position that whenever they make a mistake, they're gonna get burned for it. And it's it's such a a one eighty swing because it, it takes so much for this Hawks offense to manufacture a goal. Yet it seems like it takes so little to cough up a goal. But that's why this team has to be on their A game almost the entire 60 minutes to pull out a point or two points. Again, it's 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 not I mean, you don't feel great about this game, but at least it is a trend in the right direction and okay, if you're frustrated that we're finally getting to a trend in the right direction at game number 29 of the season, it does beat the alternative and I I like Nick Felino's attitude where he understands that this team is continuing to work hard, but you gotta you gotta keep some positivity at some point because otherwise, it's easy to go down the other way where everything just stinks and everything's dark and and everything's troubling. You gotta pull the little positives that came from this game and just try to run with it. And I know that's been the difficult part for the Hawks. Step two: moving on from those positives and, and adding to those and elevating them. They've had a lot of trouble with that. It'll be interesting to see how they can respond to that on Thursday against the Anaheim Ducks. We are going to hear from Seth Jones, but we got to get to another break. Blackhawks postgame show after a 4-3 loss to the Nashville Predators, 720 WGN. Wide turn across the blue line. Stick handling in. He shoots. He scores! After a deep, let's put Kozlatov down in the Ducks lead after the second round of the shootout, one nothing. That's Steve Carroll of the Ducks stream. That's the Blackhawks' next opponent Thursday night here at the United Center. And the next game preview is sponsored by Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time. The Ducks actually lost to the Colorado Avalanche tonight 3-2. to So they're now 10-15-0 on the year and uh, 2-8-0 in their last 10 games. But again, the Hawks not in a position to look at their opposition and think, okay, this is a game we should win, but um, we'll see how their compete level shows up on Thursday at the United Center. Seth Jones had a really good game tonight. Let's hear from the Blackhawks defenseman. Ups and downs. Sorry. Uh, Ups and downs, and I'm still struggling to find some consistency in our game uh, and the style we need to play to be successful. What do you think of the power play tonight? Um, let's see the first we had two tonight I think yeah um, the first one couldn't really get in the zone uh, breakout wasn't clean <clears throat> and then uh, second one we had good movement there at the end of the game got some pucks to the net Connor had a couple shooting chances and um, I thought we gained some momentum um, thought the puck movement was excellent the second power play what do you think about your own game tonight I know you had the two points and uh, I think that was you on the slide technique <laughs> yeah not two on one yeah um thought I was pretty solid tonight. Um, you know, just try to join the rush when I can. You know, the points have kind of been a struggle and things like that, and I still haven't put the puck in the net, which is getting quite frustrating. But um, just trying to do what I can. You know, we're playing a lot of D zone as of late, so just trying to be solid there and and, um, and help out on breakouts, be clean to the neutral zone. And when I get a chance to jump, um, you know, be there and be that extra attacker. Would, would you have liked to try to end that in overtime? But that is kind of a format three and three where the teams had some success the past couple of years. And mm-hmm. I guess had some opportunities tonight too. We had a couple opportunities. Um, probably shoot the puck a couple more times on a uh, three on three. Um, but I think the main thing is just kind of getting through that neutral zone with speed and making them you know make decisions uh, and make plays off the rush. So I don't think we got inside as much as we wanted to in the three on three. Um, 
but it wasn't really as open as I think our other one against Toronto was pretty opened up pretty good. Uh, didn't really open up tonight. Seth Jones with two assists in tonight's game. He was a plus three. He had two shots on goal. He had three shots blocked, and then he also blocked a pair of shots as well. Of course, we don't hear from all the people criticizing Seth Jones' game after a night like tonight. Thought he was great out there. Uh, a couple of big defensive plays. There was a diving stop at the beginning of the second period where Nashville could have been on a two-on-one, but he timed it up perfectly. There was another circumstance later on in that second period where Nashville had an opportunity for a breakaway, but at least a one-on-one, and he just did a great job of pushing the defender off the puck. All the Nashville player could do was let the puck slowly glide into the Hawks' zone Everyone is so quick to criticize his game when they don't think he's defensive enough, but I thought you saw great examples of it tonight along with everything else that he brought to the ice tonight. He played almost 30 minutes, 29.04 for Seth Jones tonight. And one last point on the texter, Dawn, about putting too much praise on Bedard. Again, I think there's a difference between praise, attention, and awareness and observation. I do think here on WGN we've done a great job of providing fair assessment. won't be... I'm not sugarcoating things, though, but 90% of the things about Connor Bedard are good things. Again, he could have a terrible game, yet he's most likely to score a goal, and that's what his teammates basically have the idea of as well. Seth Jones at the beginning of the year told us that he watched every single one of Connor Bedard's goals from the WHL just to kind of get a good idea of how he plays on the ice. He said he's never done that with another player. That's Seth Jones saying that. I think that says a lot. Hawks fall to the Nashville Predators 4-3 in a shootout loss. Their next game against the Anaheim Ducks on Thursday against the Ducks here at the United Center. Blackhawks hockey has been sponsored by Sitco. When you start with Sitco, you're good to go. United Airlines, your Chicago and Northwest Indiana Hyundai dealers. Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time, and Northwestern Medicine. Big thanks to all the help back at the WGN studios, our production crew of Jack Heinrich and Brendan Rook. Our engineer was the tireless Krista Flores. Here at the United Center, our Hall of Fame engineer Paul Zerang, the play-by-play and color crew of the great John Wideman and Troy Murray. For everyone that I mentioned, I'm Joe Brand. David Jennings has your news next. After that, it's Raleigh James. Have a great rest of your Tuesday night. We will talk to you on Thursday when the Hawks host the Ducks. You've been listening to Chicago Blackhawks Hockey on Blackhawks Radio, 720 WGN. Streaming on WGNRadio.com and smart devices everywhere.